The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome back to Hoop Balls DFS today, our flagship. DFS program. Uh, it's been a while. You guys, this is our second episode back in what seems like forever, but it's only been two months. It's one of those weird times that it seems like it's been so long, but at the same time, also yesterday. Uh, but it's great to be back. I am your host tonight, Santino Cocone, and I am joined for the first time together uh, by the one and only Aaron Asmus. Aaron, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm just excited to be talking about basketball again and I couldn't agree more. It's one of those situations where it feels like the playoffs were just yesterday, and they kind of were. But you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I love basketball twenty four seven, so I'm I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, it's it's it really is one of those weird times uh, during when the uh, the off season, I guess you can call it, was just felt like it was long, but it went by so fast, and I don't know how to explain how it could be both yeah. at once, <laughs> but that's the feeling I was getting. Uh, but it's great to be back. We had Dave and Brenton on last night um, for yesterday for our first show back, uh, and great. Now we get to tackle the second day of the preseason. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to talk quickly about one of our sponsors, uh, one of our great sponsors, and I'm currently playing uh, all the time. i make football bets all the time and that is my bookie uh i hope you guys feasted on the my bookie turkey day free play that was uh thanksgiving and then we had a black friday deal and then we had a um cyber monday deal uh but i you pretty they were pretty much giving you a 250 dollars free bet and then they had all the odds boost stuff that i believe went 10 and 1 i bet them all uh and then they had a cyber monday bet that if you bet monday whatever you betted you got a free bet for the next Monday night football game. Uh, so they are doing nice. so much there. And if you haven't gotten, if you didn't get a chance to get to Turkey Day because you don't have a MyBookie account, I don't know if they haven't confirmed it yet, but I am fairly confident that they are going to do something for Christmas. So you're going to want to get onto MyBookie.com and definitely enter the promo code HoopBall. That's H O O P B A L L. Uh, and then they'll match up your deposit halfway. All the way up to a thousand bucks, and the terms are simple. If you put in two hundred, they'll match you with another hundred in your account. Um, and if you're already planning to bet this NBA season, this is pretty much getting free money. And again, Christmas is around the corner, and these guys at my bookie love to give uh, these odds boost things. And if you've never enjoyed the odds boost things, you will be in for a Christmas treat. Uh, Aaron, have you ever have you tried my bookie? Are, are you one of the my bookie guys? Yeah. So. Um, I like to line shop around, you know, uh, just looking for the most competitive lines. And, you know, a lot of the time I do end up on my bookie. Um, just it's really, really easy interface. And I think they most of the time have the most competitive lines. So if you're looking in, with how difficult sports betting really is to pull a profit, you know, you want to be looking for any any edge you can and from from my experience my my bookie has been one of the better places exactly and and whether you're a first time customer or you've been playing my bookie for years uh there really is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines and all the unique prop bets and contests that they offer every week uh just 
sign up today and, and get reloaded, find an edge, guys, make your bets, and you get paid. They pay you. Uh, so definitely check out my bookie and enter that promo code HoopBall. All right. And now let's get into something that uh, I know both of us have been yearning for. I know it's the preseason, so it's a little different, but both of us have been yearning for talking a slate again. Uh, and again, this is the first time we've been talking a slate together. Uh, you were with Mike last last during the bubble season, but this is going to be a fun one, man. Uh, the first game that we have on our DraftKings slate is Toronto Raptors against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this one starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, there is no line currently. I've been I've been searching, like you said, you, you <laughs> like the job lines. I've been looking everywhere. I could not find a line. Uh, there really is not much injury news on the official NBA injury report as well. You kind of have to go searching for that. And as we get closer to game time, and that's what we're going to have to figure out in the preseason, uh, especially in the preseason, you're going to want to be on your toes because as we get closer to game time, they're going to be just – listing out at mo- a ton of people that you wouldn't have seen coming or or maybe you have, but right. you'll get official confirmation. Uh, but for on the Toronto side, all we have is Patrick McCaw probably out. Uh, I think he might have officially been ruled out, but uh, he's, he's, he's unlikely to play. And Charlotte has nobody listed on their um, injury report, and I couldn't find anybody that was confirmed out or, or doubtful at the moment. So we're going to assume right now that Charlotte's full, and um, Patrick McCaw is the only guy out on Toronto. With that said, uh, let's start with the the Raptors. Is there anybody that you like on the Raptors? Yeah, so I think just to kind of give a general um, outline of how I'm I want to approach the preseason is that with pricing so truncated, like the most expensive player is Giannis at nine K. Who we you know we, in a normal slate we play close to twelve you know, 11 to 12 K mm-hmm. um, that some of these stars are, I just don't think the value is quite there, especially since we can't um, pr- project a forward work, forward workload, you know, especially in this first game for all these teams, you know, I think most of the rotation guys probably going to be around 25 to 28 minutes, especially for some of these more veteran teams, you know, teams that have, that had a really late run into the postseason bubble. So for while I really like Toronto in the regular season, um, I think their main cogs are going to be out absolutely outstanding. I think they're going to play quite a bit faster without Gasol and Ibaka on the floor. Um, I'm not really looking at too many of their expensive guys. Um, Kyle Lowry, he's just a little too expensive for me. Eight point three. Um, Pascal, seven point one. Kind of kind of the same deal there. Where I'm looking is uh, Chris Boucher down at forty seven hundred. Um, I think he's he's a, definitely a top three value for me. He's going to be in the rotation uh, already. Just I think he's he has a lockdown, a fifteen minute rule, regardless. And with everyone kind of playing less minutes in this game, I think he has a real path to probably twenty you know twenty plus minutes fairly easily. And he's just that guy where anytime you can project a decent workload for him. He's going to be an absolute fantasy point per minute monster. So in terms of Toronto, well, I I'm really interested in the regular season. Just, it's just Boucher for me in this first preseason game. So this is our first one together. And this is, uh, we already hit on the mark. Uh, the only guy I have on Toronto is actually uh, Bobby Boucher as, as I like to call yeah. him. Uh, 
And the same reason as, as, as what you were mentioning. And it's, it's the preseason that's a little bit different. Um, so we, we mentioned it a little bit before we came on. If you're in the know and you're, you're doing your research and you're up to date on who's in, who's out, who's, um, who the beat writers are saying are getting so-and-so minutes and, and whatnot, you can win in the preseason. Uh, because right. other people aren't really doing the research. They're just throwing in, oh, big names. Like you said, Giannis 9,000, have to play him. Um, and I'll get to why I kind of like Giannis too, but um, have to play him. And then you're just going to load up on that. But they might not see more than 20 minutes. Uh, we'll get to a team later tonight in the last game that already has two of their biggest players are capping out at 18 minutes. Um, but right. here – for Boucher's circumstance, they did they did bring in Alex Lynn. They did bring in Aaron Baines. They expect Aaron Baines to start at center. But in the preseason, I can't expect a 35, 36-year-old Aaron Baines or an injury-prone Alex Lynn to take too many minutes. Chris Boucher should get at least mid-20s, probably upper 20s. And anytime, as you mentioned, he gets that amount of minutes uh, against a not-good Charlotte team as well, uh, he's going to produce a very good line. So I love yeah. that, and I love his price tag here. And he is the only guy on this slate currently that I have for Toronto. But like you said, in the regular season, uh, there's a lot to like about this team. Yeah, and I think it's an important point to reiterate that with preseason, you know, this podcast, you know, we we record the night before um, and it's up in the early morning um, Mm -hmm. where a lot of the info during the regular season will transfer over to the slate. With preseason especially, you really have to be, you know, looking at – you know, the hoop ball breakers, you know, we have a couple of different Twitter accounts that reports news that you can follow, you know, at hoop ball fantasy thing, things of that nature. But that's where the real edge is in NBA preseason is, you know, grinding the news from the beat reporters, you know, them saying, Oh, Giannis is only going to play the first half tonight. Uh, Steph Curry is only going to play 18 minutes. Just situations like that, that we can't predict when we record this podcast for preseason. Um, is definitely definitely something to keep in mind, and that if you're deciding to play preseason, you just you just have to be on. Exactly, and and you hit it. We uh, we at Hoopball we uh, we blurb a lot of this stuff, so uh, we're on, we're on our toes and everything. And if you just keep up with the Hoopball uh, Twitter account, Hoopball feed, Hoopball.com, uh, all the news, you'll get a good idea of what's going on. And as you said, in the preseason, it's very. Uh, instrumental in in winning uh, i looked at the lines i could not find one line for tonight for tomorrow night's slate and as right. i looked at the injury report there's i think four people total listed uh and or six people total listed and four of them are on the caps so uh very we're gonna get a lot of information about an hour an hour and a half before the slate actually starts and that's exactly. that's good to know yep all right, man. So we, we pretty much don't have many people on Toronto besides Boucher uh, for this one. How about Charlotte? Is there we, – we have the LaMelo Ball uh, pick. Yep. We have Gordon Hayward's uh, trade sign, whatever you want to call it, sign and trade. Uh, we have some nice pieces here, but do you like any of them for this, this first slate? Yeah. So um, I think the Hornets are going to be another team I'm going to be very, very interested in playing against during the regular season. Um, I think with adding LaMelo and Gordon Hayward, kind of two really good uh, creators, that I think their offense is actually going to be pretty good. You know, they already had some decent pieces, you know, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges. You know, Cody Zeller is a decently efficient center. I really like P.J. Washington. 
Um, I think they're going to be a really fast team. They're going to, they're going to, I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points and they're not going to be able to defend a pine cone. <laughs> exactly. But, um, for this slate, I can't imagine they extend Gordon Hayward past, you know, maybe 20 minutes or so. So he's, he's not in play for this first preseason season game for me. But LaMelo at 5,100, um, I think he's the best play on the slate. Just, he's their young guy. He's their new face of the franchise. You know, he might not start the first game, but I would be really surprised if he didn't play the most minutes on the team. You know, maybe somewhere like 27, 28 minutes. And just the kind of player he is, the way he racks up assists, he, you know, he's one of the, I think he's going to be one of the better rebounding guards in the game. And he's just the way he plays, the way he pushes the pace, and uh, it's going to create more possessions. So, you know, I think LaMelo, especially in the early in the year, if he's, if he's cheap, um, he's going to be someone I'm going to be on pretty heavily. I like that. Uh, so right now they have him at 5,100 uh, yeah. for this, for this slate. I don't know if I want to totally go on him on that. I, I might be on the opposite end of you. I just want to okay. see where he fits in here. Um, but I, I do like him from a fantasy spe- perspective and a DFS perse- perspective going forward uh, this year. I think he landed in a good spot. Uh, I've kind of been bullish on him. I don't think he's a great player and I, <laughs> that I've been uh, saying. I think he's a little overhyped. But landing in Charlotte, he's going to have – a lot of opportunity uh, to get the ball in his hands to create and do a lot of really good things this year. So uh, in that term, I am excited to see uh, him on future slates. This one, I I don't mind dabbling with him at 5,100, but he, uh, there is a quite a few point guards that I think, uh, I think point guard and shooting guard, uh, you could find decent, good value in the preseason. So I'm not totally on him. The one guy I do like on here, as you, as you mentioned him, kind of, uh, P.J. Washington. I think he's going to play a lot. Uh, he's currently 4400 and price tags don't really mean too much in the preseason because we're going to find a lot of value anyway. Uh, but I think they, they want to play him at center a lot, and he's going to start at power forward. So I just think they're going to see what he looks like at multiple positions, and I, I believe uh, Coach B is going to play him about 25, 30 minutes. Maybe that changes, but... That's what, that's my impression that he's going to get a good amount of run in that first game on uh, multiple positions and see uh, where he match he, he matches up the best with co- going into the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to be a just a I think it's going to be a sneaky good uh, transition. You know, up tempo when they put PJ mm-hmm. at the at the five, Miles Bridges at the four, and then Hayward. Uh, and then either Mello, Mello with either Devontae Graham or Rozier on the off guard wing. Like I, I think that could be pretty good offensively. I don't know. Maybe I'm too and, bullish and, on it at, at the moment. But yeah, then they're gonna they have a lot of people who can handle the ball. Uh, yeah, Graham, Rozier, Hayward, Ball. Uh, there's a lot of people who can handle the ball on this team. Both both Martins could kind of handle the ball too. Uh, so it's going to be a fun offense and and for DFS and fantasy. And when you expect them not to have a good defense, that means they're just going to be trailing a lot of games and, and catching up. Uh, so it's going to be a fun team to, to roster this year um, and, and to roster teams against them as well. Yep. All right, man, let's, let's move on to the, the second game that we have on the slate with is the Pacers and the Cavs. And as I mentioned uh, a couple moments ago, this is where a lot of the, the outs are on the injury report, and there's only a few. Uh, but on the Pacers side, we have Brian Bowen, TJ Warren, and Jeremy Lamb. 
they should not be playing. Um, and then on the Cavs, we have Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter, Javal McGee, and Chris Matthews already ruled out. Uh, we don't know who else is going to be ruled out before game time, but we'll assume that as of now, everybody else is listed as a go. Let's start with the Pacers, who are are the road, the away team on this one. Um, where do you see the minutes? Do you think that like a, a Sabonis coming off that foot injury, do you think Oladipo, who's still battling his way back kind of, um, do you think that they're going to play these guys a ton of minutes, or do you think it's going to be more of a reserve time? Because they are, they do also have a new coach, and I'm not going to try and say the name right now, <laughs> but <laughs> they have a new coach that they need to learn a new system on, uh, and then with minimal days of training camp ahead of the preseason. Uh, so, where do you what do you see for the Pacers uh, this first game? Yeah, I mean they're again they're one of the, this other, another bubble team. They're primarily a veteran veteran laden team not too many not too many young guys that they have uh looking for developmental minutes um i i just don't i'm just gonna kind of go with the the overview that you know these teams that were in the playoff bubble that kind of had a long a longer or shorter off season um that they're this first game or even their second game that these guys aren't getting close to their normal run um so i think the pacers kind of fall into that bubble um, but with just raw points mattering so, so much more in the preseason, a guy like Sabonis, who's, again, historically a really awesome fantasy point-per-minute producer, in this matchup against you know Andre Drummond's defense or Kevin Love, you know, he should be able to, even if he only gets 23, 24 minutes, you know, there's, there's, an outs- there's a definite shot for him to go for 40 in this matchup. So I don't mind going for a guy like Sabonis in this spot just because I don't expect anyone's minute ceiling to be that high. So I don't think you're really punting um, just overall minutes in just about any spot on this slate. Yeah, and I found myself liking a lot of guards as I went through this slate. Um, So Sabonis was one of the few higher-priced bigs that I was – okay with uh i think that he needs they need to learn how to play in the new system and last year miles turner and sabonis never really uh the team did well but they never really meshed together totally so maybe they want to see um the new coach (laughs) again i'm not going to butcher that name right now on my first one back but maybe they want to see how they can get them to gel better and and play 25 or so minutes together Uh, so i i have sabonis as one of the guys i like on this team too uh, along with both holiday brothers uh we already have tj warren out so justin should get the start and uh they don't really have much huge depth behind him, so I think he's going to play a, a fair amount of minutes as well. And I, with the other holiday, um, there's pro, there's a big chance that Oladipo doesn't even suit up for this one. Uh, I'm just going off a hunch, but they really they're already talking about what they're doing with back to backs with him. Uh, this is the first preseason game. Even if he does play, I can't see him playing in the 20s. I, I probably high teens at most. So I'm going to go yeah. in, the, in the assumption that. Aaron Holiday should get a decent amount of run. And um, the last guy I would I would look at is Brogdon. If we don't hear anything and, and, and they say he's going to play 25 minutes uh, against Cleveland's backcourt and no Colin Sexton, and he's not a good defender either, but uh, no one behind him is either. So I, I think he could fill it up quickly. At um, And like you mentioned, we just need people to score on this because we're going to have extra money laying over. Yeah, I mean, 6,200 is... You know, a lot of people are going to go immediately to Giannis and Luca and all the studs, and then fill it in with values. 
So if you're looking to be unique in tournaments, going more balanced with, you know, a $6,200 Brogdon or a, a $6,200 Miles Turner, that that's a good way to differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, what about the Cavs side? We mentioned Sexton, Porter, McGee, Matthews. They're all out. Uh, and Sexton was their their best, their biggest ball handler last year. Drummond kind of came over and didn't really give it as give it his all. I it didn't seem like. And Colin Sexton really was just chucking up shots and scoring the ball. Um, without them there in this first game, where where are you looking at on this Cavs team? If you are looking at this Cavs team, yeah, I have two guys that uh, really stand out. Drummond, um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have his kind of be back to where he was uh earlier last season with the pistons where i think he was for for a couple months there he was probably like a top five fantasy player just the way he was he was uh playmaking and just 15 and 15 literally every night um i think he can really get back to that here uh with cleveland new season um there's not much competition behind him for minutes anymore um and again, just I'm looking. I'm looking for guys who can give me 40 in 25 minutes. And the way Drummond, how quickly Drummond can rack up rebounds and just easy putbacks, you know, that's well within his range of outcomes for just 7,900. And then yeah. uh, one of my value plays for uh, Darius Garland with Sexton out, and it's just too cheap. You know, he's a guy that they need to see get run. He needs the developmental time. Um, I think he probably has one of the higher minute ceilings on the slate, just in terms of like a regular rotation player possibly getting into the 30s in minutes. You know, so just for 4,900, I think that's just excellent value. Awesome. And uh, we are, again, hitting the mark on this one. Um, I like Andre Drummond as well. He was dominant before he went to the Cavs. Uh, which is just funny. Uh, but when he was on Detroit and they were letting him do Andre Drummond things, he was awesome. Uh, I, I think he's probably, he should see a good amount of minutes here, uh, close closer to normal, maybe maybe not overdoing it because it is the first preseason game. Uh, but if he sees 25 minutes, that's this guy can grab 12 rebounds and score 14 points with defensive numbers too uh so i'm i'm with andre drummond there at 7900 it's not bad at all like you said everybody's price tags a little depressed so you're not overpaying for these guys uh per se and i like garland as well without colin sexton garland should have uh pretty much handled the ball on 80 percent of the the time he's he's in there sometimes they'll run the offense through kevin love but it should mainly be darius garland to get him into the into the swing of things and, and see what he's, he's got when he's by himself there. Um, and the, uh, another guy that I'm looking at a, a little bit, I do like a lot of small forwards out there, but Isaac Okoro, uh, another only 4,500 he's getting, they're saying his offense looks really good in camp. I think they're just going to throw him out there and let him run. Uh, they did take some flack for drafting him as high as they did. So I feel like they're going to, they're going to play him a little bit more. Um, they want to validate it. Yeah, let exactly let him validate it in the preseason this first game, uh, and let him get out there and, and show maybe thirty minutes or so. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that I see hitting thirty minutes, but they're the younger guys are the ones that would do it. Uh, especially with there's no Kevin Porter Jr. to breathing down his neck this game. Uh, they're going to need more minutes from some people, and and I think it comes there. 
Yeah, I think these higher price, just in general for the preseason, these rookies, you know, without an extended training camp, without summer league, that, you know, I think coaches are going to really use the preseason as an opportunity to get all these guys, you know, some playing time, just, you know, probably into the mid-20s, just because that, you know, I think a lot of them are going to definitely struggle once the regular season comes around, and there probably won't be too many opportunities for minutes, so... When in doubt, just I would lean towards these these upper tier rookies as as value plays, just because I think their minutes uh, minutes floor and ceiling are some of the best on the slate. Yeah, and and you said it. Uh, there was no summer league. There was barely a training camp. It was was what a week or so, maybe maybe less than ten days. And uh, now we're just getting right into the the preseason, and that's coming off of a under 80 day layoff. So we are just, everything's accelerated. Now you didn't get to see anybody, uh, the, the coaches, new coaches, uh, new schemes, new old people coming off injuries, et cetera, et cetera. You didn't get the normal off season uh, to work right. with everybody and, and see all that progression and, and all this stuff. So a lot of these teams are running, running blind and, and a lot, we, we don't expect the veterans to play so many minutes right out of the gate. But the rookies can, and, and the young guys could, especially the guys that are that came into camp uh, hungry, in shape, and, and ready to go. Uh, there, someone's got to play these minutes, and, and it's going to fall on to this, these younger guys to pretty much be a, a quasi summer league for them. Yep, agreed. Awesome. Uh, so let's let's hit on this third game here. We have the last game that's going to be start at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and this uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder against the San Antonio. And the Thunder have a laundry list of outs for this one uh, that you I found out on the the Thunder's um, the page. But Al Horford, Dort, Baisley, Justin Jackson, Darius Miller, Ty Jerome, Josh Hall, Trevor Ariza. None of these guys are going to play. Uh, so they that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their guys are not going to play. So uh, even if they wanted to get everybody a little involved they don't have as much room to play with as everybody else so their their rotation already is dwindled down for this game uh, but let's and we, we might even have more um, people ruled out before game time starts so you might find extreme value here uh, but I'll toss it to you I think we got to start at the top but I'll toss it to you who where are you looking at if you are looking at anybody from this this thunder team yeah I think the you know I'll pose a question right back to you with Shea Gilgis at fifty nine hundred. You know if you're trying to win a tournament, um, do you think? And I think he's probably going to be the most uh, highest owned player on the slate because it's just you know there's just literally nobody else around him, and you know I think he can easily compete for one of the highest usage opportunity rates um, on the entire slate. Just and I think the minutes will be there. For him, you know, maybe maybe not all the way mid thirties, but you know, I think he does have a shot to get to getting to thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think my question to you is: if you're trying to win a tournament, are you still eating the the massive shade chalk, or do you want to try to pivot elsewhere? So sometimes you you want to pivot so bad that you you see the chalk and you and you know it's coming, but you still want to pivot uh, because you don't you don't want to be with that entire chalk and and like you're saying close to everybody else but this is one of those times that i don't think i can pivot 
It's yeah. just even even if it, he was priced at seven thousand or so, uh, there is no if he's if we get confirmation that he's going to play twenty eight thirty minutes or so, even twenty five with there's even literally 20, yeah. no one on this team um, is is playing like no he's he's going to be heavily extreme he's going to have extreme usage regardless of all the people I listed playing or not, but when they're not playing. It's just he might he might have forty plus percent usage in this game uh, when he's on the the court, and that's yeah. just that's that's very hard to pass up for me, and I I don't think I could do it, and I I doubt I will do it. I I made a couple uh, lineups before, and he wound up. I like a lot of guards as I mentioned before, but he kept winding up in there. It's just too hard to pass up on a guy who's playing by himself pretty much. Yeah, so I. I agree. I think that's an important to note if you're building some tournament lineups that if you're including Shea, you're going to be with probably 50 to 60% of the field you're in playing Shea. So think about that with your roster construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are ways to make unique uh, Shea lineups that you, know, you don't have to go completely off the board if you include them in, but um, you, don't want, you want to try to solo win tournaments if you can. So when you when you're building with a massive chalk guy like Shea, that has to be in the forefront of your mind when building that team. And I think he's a, a given for cash lineups. Uh, right. There's just there's no way to not play him in cash lineups because even if you are with most of the field there, you want to just not lose. You, you don't want to lose those easy points. Right. Uh, you just eat it in cash. Yeah. For sure. Outside Shea, is there is there anyone else you're looking at? Because we're going to see people having to play more minutes and get more usage. Um, not that really popped for me. You know, I think Diallo could probably run into a decent run, and he's kind of been a chucker his his whole career. Um, outside of that, you know, I think all these guys kind of just um, kind of cannibalize themselves, and they all kind of play, you know, twenty to twenty two minutes and. Similar usage rates and everything else. So it's just Shea for me. Okay. Um, to me, it's pretty much just Shea. Uh, but I do want to find out if, and I'm going to try this one, Alexei Pokasevti is going to get a, a decent amount of run if he is uh, with without Horford there and just Mike Muscala there. Uh who also Mike Muscala might, if he, if he's going to see 30 minutes, he's a decent play. Um, but if, if, my guy AP is going to play some some good minutes. I, I, I like him there. Um, and that's probably it. Maybe if you really wanted to dig for uh, Diallo, he, he does have the occasional outburst. But on a slate where you're going to find so much value, I don't really need to dig too, too much. Right. Yeah, and the, the Poku play, um, he's that, I don't know if people weren't aware, he's the super young kid the Thunder drafted. Um, the youngest player in the draft, he's kind of the, the quote-unquote next unicorn that mm-hmm. always seems to be coming to the NBA but never actually <laughs> happens. But um, he's a super long-term developmental project, so I don't know if they want to just like throw him to the wolves and be like, okay, here's 25 preseason minutes. Yeah, I don't uh, think they will, but with so many people out, they might be forced to playing him that much. Uh, right. That's the only reason I'm, I'm thinking of that. I, I don't think they will, but... They, there, there might be a, a a reason there because they're, they're eight people are out. Right, exactly. Well, let's let's shoot on over to San Antonio, who um, doesn't have too many people out. They have Keldon Johnson probably won't play. 
Uh, none of these people are confirmed out, but they're just unlikely. Uh, Derek White, Lonnie Walker was dealing with the back injury. He's practicing again, but I probably unlikely for this one. Uh, Witherspoon and Aldridge I have as a question mark just because of his age. Uh, but is there anybody on San Antonio that you're you're dialing in on or uh, with it, with those people out or are they yeah. pretty much what they what they are in the regular season? Uh, yeah, I think you know the. I don't think Pop is going to run the vets very much, if at all, in this first game. You know, so DeRozan, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, and Aldridge. Um, I do think there's some opportunity with you know some of their younger wings out for a guy like for their top rookie Devin Vassell and Trey Jones to get some serious run. Um, so I like those guys at 4,400, both at 4,400, uh, Deontay Murray. I don't expect him to play huge minutes, but you know, he's a guy who can, he fill he fills it up in every, every stat category. So if you're looking for more balance build in tournaments, I really like Deontay Murray. Um, but ma- yeah, mainly just those two rookies for as really strong value plays. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, uh, with those wings out already pretty much out and you're not expecting uh, Aldridge or DeRozan to play, probably not Patty Mills or Rudy Gay. If, if they do play no, no more than the teens minutes. I do like Vessel. He should get a chance right out the gate. Um, I'd also like uh, Trey Jones that, that you mentioned and uh, Lucas Samanick who, who they probably want or they want to take over as the power forward of the future. Uh, those guys I think should see a, a pretty good run right out of the gate in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are young enough to, to handle the minutes and that that's what pop. I, th- I think that's what they're going to go with in this, this first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, Aldridge and DeRozan and all their veterans until their very last game that they just kind of took it easy until that last preseason game before the regular season. Yeah. And they might, they might even rule them out before we, the game starts. But uh, if they don't, I don't expect they, they're not going to run them too much. Right. Exactly. Right, man. Uh, Before we get into the next one, uh, we want to bring up one of our, our other sponsors and that is Manscaped. And I know you guys talked about Manscaped, and we're getting to the the uh, holiday, the holidays, and, and Manscaped is a great gift for uh, one of your loved ones. We still have the Lawnmower 3.0, and it comes inside a brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Uh, and don't you, you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your downstairs because uh, that's just nasty. So if you're gonna if you're gonna order a couple, uh, you might want to order a couple for for that that loved one for you. Um, and the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Uh, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not? Start putting that deodorant on the smelliest part of your body. And yes, your balls stink, guys. Uh, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of sweaty balls and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. Uh, this product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls, balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, uh, something Apatria always complains about. And I hope, <laughs> I, hope, I hope he hears that one. Uh, all these products smell good, guys, and, and their manly scent is attractive and, and will help you set the mood if you know what I mean. Uh, so go on down to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20 and get 20% off of all any order. Um, the, to- the 
the t- totality of the order, and then you get free shipping as well. Uh, so manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20 and clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. <laughs> All right, buddy. So let's get back onto the back half. We did the 7 o'clock, so we got a couple more games left. Uh, this one is Dallas and Milwaukee, and the two guys we expect to be uh, – leading most, if not all, slates when we start the regular season in Dallas and Milwaukee. Uh, but we have people, a couple people confirmed out, Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and James Johnson. I would, doesn't seem like he's going to play. He's been hurt lately. Uh, but for Milwaukee, there is nobody listed yet. Uh, but let's start with the Mavs. Do you, are you able to play Luka on this, or uh, is, is it – and is there anybody else that you're you're looking at on this Mavs team? Uh, yes, very much able to play Luca. Um, just without Porzingis, you know, just the guy just lit, controls everything uh, with the offense. You know, last year, 14 games without Kristaps, uh, he you know he was 27 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, 8.2 assists on 56% true shooting, and then just an unbelievable 36.5% usage rate. You know, that's you can't beat those rates just with maybe James Harden. You know, that's <laughs> roughly about it. Um, and for 8,700, you know, again, we don't, we don't expect him to play more than probably 25 minutes, but you know, it would not surprise me in the slightest that, you know, Luca was the top raw points producer on the slate. So um, yeah, I think he's, he's my top play on the slate. You know, it's, I think some people will be scared off by the Bucks defense as well. Um, so especially in tournaments, you know, I, I think there might there may be a little bit of an ownership edge there with if people get scared off of the Bucks defense. But you know, if if I get twenty five Luca minutes, you know, that's more than more than enough for me. Yeah, and I think you said it right on the money. I don't even have to repeat that. Uh, don't be afraid of Luca unless you get the notification that he's only going to play minutes in the teens if he's playing 20 to 25 minutes or more all day i mean it's it's luca yeah. and um uh, without porzingis even though they added josh richardson and dwight powell's back uh they're not going to command the usage that luca does it's just he's he's going to be a monster pretty much yeah. um speaking of dwight powell I don't think he's going to play too many minutes in the preseason. They're saying he's already back after that Achilles injury, so kudos to him. But uh, he's a guy I might target in the regular season. Yeah, I think uh, especially if Kristaps misses some time early in the regular season, um, he's a really good lob threat with mm-hmm. you know with Luca, and they don't have too much behind him, honestly. Where you know I think he'll be. Kind of a really good value play, you know, probably get in the 28 to 29 minute per game range, which uh, you'll take for sure. Yeah, there's really not much else for me on, on the Mavs uh, unless we get the notification that uh, Boban's going to be getting 25 minutes or Jalen oh, yeah. Brunson's going to be getting most of the run. Uh, then I'd look at them. But outside of that, uh, it's a crapshoot for those guys. So I'm, I'm going to leave them be as well. Uh, but how about Milwaukee? You already mentioned uh, the the Giannis thing before. Are, are can you look at Giannis and uh, what we know of Coach Bud? He doesn't play his guys a full complement of minutes in playoff games, so I can't <laughs> imagine that anybody's going to 
even eclipsed 25 minutes in a, in a preseason game, never mind the first. So uh, what do you right. make of the most frustrating fantasy coach in, in the league? Um, yeah, I think, again, Giannis is, nine, is only $9,000. So unless we get word um, in the morning, you know, I, I'm going to expect him to probably be around 22 to 23 minutes, which, you know, that seems reasonable with like, you know, maybe a seven minute in the first quarter, seven minute, you know, six to seven minutes in the second quarter, um, you know, probably the same rotation in the third. And then maybe he sits out the fourth quarter, something like that. But, you know, he's the, he's the best, uh, fantasy player, fantasy asset, uh, DFS, DFS fantasy asset, uh, on DraftKings, you know, just the way, how quickly he accumulates points and all we care about is raw points, um, so and he's affordable. You can fit him. You can fit him in in just about any construction you want. So I'm I'm not scared off by it. You know I I think twenty you know twenty to twenty two minutes is a fairly reasonable minutes projection. You know I'm not expecting you know anything close to like twenty eight to thirty minutes. But um, you know he's easily a guy, especially without Chris Stapp's rim protection. You know, there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of opportunity here in this up tempo matchup uh, for him to be over two fantasy points per minute. Yeah, um, to me, I can't really trust anybody outside of Giannis without more information because Coach Bud right. uh, is just Coach Bud. Normally, if DiVincenzo was coming off the bench, I'd like him, but he he's probably he's integral part of the rotation especially this year so i don't trust anybody but Giannis. but for Giannis, i do trust him uh, the guy only played 30.4.4 minutes per game in the regular season last year crazy uh, and he was one of the best he probably was the the bet besides maybe harden the best dollar for dollar pound for pound guy uh on any given slate and now you're telling me that Nobody's really going to eclipse 30. That's elite. Uh, and he might see 20 to 22. Unless they say he's not playing the second half, then I am I have to be on Giannis for this one. Because if he has an even playing field of minutes compared to the other elite guys, he is the guy to go after. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way to look at it, too. <laughs> where, you know, you, if you, you can pay 9K for Giannis, or you can pay, like, we'll get to the game a little later, but like 8K for D'Angelo Russell... Um, eight point two for Steph Curry, eight point five for John Morant. Where none of these guys we expect to be, like you said, anywhere over thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have an eclipsed pricing structure and an eclipsed minutes, you know, floor ceiling where everyone's kind of going to be in that, you know, probably twenty to twenty eight minutes for all the stud, stud guys. It's like it just doesn't make sense not to play the two best fantasy players on the slate. Yeah, and, it, and if unless we get the word that he's not playing the right. second half and he's on an equal, equal-ish minutes field comparatively, then it just gives – he gets the biggest bonus of, of anybody kind of in the preseason knowing that uh, I'm not going to spend up to pay for Giannis and he's only playing 30 when other superstars like a Damian Lillard is playing 39. Uh, right. now, now we're all playing the same amount of minutes. I'm going to take Giannis. Agreed. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let's go on to the second game at eight o'clock. That is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, account 
on Twitter threw out a bunch of people that are out for them uh, or doubtful or questionable. They have uh, Killian Tilly, Triple J, and Justice Winslow all out. Uh, Porter, Michael Porter's little brother, uh, Brandon Clark, both doubtful. Melton and Kyle A as questionable. Uh, that's a pretty um, – most of them probably I'm, – I'm assuming both doubtful guys and both questionable guys probably won't play. Uh, so that's another one, two, three, four, five, six. That could be seven guys out. That's OKC situation uh, with the with the Grizzlies. Well, what are you seeing here, and, and are you going to – is there any value here on guys that um, you like because of other people are missing, or do you stick with the big guys over here? Um, their value guys are a little tough to decipher, even with all these people out. Um, you know, they, they just kind of have a lot of bodies that they could throw, especially in the big man slots. Um, you know, they have Xavier Tillman, Gorgie, Gorgie Jang, Anthony Tolliver. Um, so it's a little bit of a mess for me down at, you know, in terms of replacing. But um, the guy I, I really want to key on is Valanchunas. Where you know his normal minutes expectation is around twenty, you know this twenty to twenty five range anyway. So now you're getting all these guys out, um, <laughs> who you know might steal some of his usage. And you know this is just the Jonas Valanciunas special where he gets twenty two minutes and he scores forty two fantasy points, um, especially in this really soft matchup against Minnesota where uh, Car- uh, Towns is listed, you know, questionable. Um, like, I think, I think it's a great way to potentially differentiate where, you know, people might be looking elsewhere where they, they, they might not want to pay that 7.5 K tag, but you know, this is kind of just what he does. He's, he just produces huge fantasy outputs on short minutes. So I'm definitely keying in on Valentinus. And then John Morant, he just saw a huge, minutes boost in the bubble you know he was up to 37.9 minutes in the bubble i think there's some possibility that he is one of the higher minutes expectation guys on the slate especially in terms of the studs so you know as kind of we were just talking you know john morant might be a guy who gets you know 30 31 minutes compared to steph curry who gets you know 20 to 21 minutes so I think there's a re- there could be a real edge there. Um, I really like Jaw Morant in tournaments um, as kind of a a less popular pivot to a guy like Luca or Giannis. Yeah, I like that, uh, and I know I like uh, Valanciunas too. Unless uh, we hear some news that he's not going to play too much minutes. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't he doesn't play too many minutes in the regular season anyway. So now. Uh, He's going to be kind of like the Giannis factor. He's going to be closer to an equal playing field of, of minutes expectation uh, comparatively to the other people. So I like him there too. Um, other people are like, because this is a great matchup for anybody. Anybody during the season, when if you're playing Minnesota, uh, they just want to be decent at defense, and that's a win for them. So this is a great matchup for guys. Uh, I don't mind playing if if we don't expect Jang to play a lot. Uh, I mean, if we don't expect Valensunius to play a lot, that means Jang's going to get even more minutes. We already don't have Clark and Triple J. I don't mind Jang there, but we have to see what we if we hear anything before the season, um, before the slate kicks off. Uh, Grayson yeah. Allen should be playing a, a good amount of minutes, and also Dylan Brooks too, who are fairly cheaper and and their shooting guards. We like a lot of 
We're saying a lot of point guards too, so I'm trying to uh, move it on just because Jaws obviously a, a really good play as well. Um, but I also right. like if you wanted to pivot off of him, Dylan Brooks and Grayson Allen should be getting some shots in this one too as long as they're all playing. Uh, so I think there's a there's a decent amount to like on this Memphis team and anybody playing Minnesota moving forward. Yeah, I mean it's just – it's just a good up tempo spot. Just kind of the if you just look at the way Jaw plays, you know he mm-hmm. he wants to get up and down the floor. And um, Minnesota doesn't play defense. You know Russell, <laughs> these all these they have a bunch of young wings and you know who all really excel in transition. Um, so yeah, it's just a really good up tempo spot where there should be a lot of possessions in this game. Yeah, and uh, flipping on over to the the Minnesota side, who they don't play defense, but they get. They get the popcorn stats for def- defense, uh, which is <laughs> is just funny. It's like the Hassan Whiteside factor, um, but right. and their offense is one of the fastest running teams in the league, and it's just up tempo, shoots a bunch of threes, uh, or gets to the free throw line. It's very good and fun offense. Uh, is there anybody in here that you're liking? Uh, to me, before I jump over to you, we have Nas Reed as out. Towns is questionable, and Beasley, I'm pretty sure, is playing as well. Um, but for me, I like all the guards in this one. Uh, yeah. Edwards should be yeah. see a good amount of minutes. Russell, Rubio, they probably want to get a decent amount just to integrate him into the offense. Um, and, and Beasley, if he does play, should get a ton of shots in this one. So I like, I like a lot of the guards in this one. Yeah. Um, just kind of touch on the offense real quick. You know, I think, you know, getting Rubio back as kind of the lead ball handler and letting Russell kind of just operate more in that off guard, off playmaker, just kind of the scoring role, which I think is his best attribute. Uh, I think it's just going to do wonders for the offense. And um, it it just makes it far more dangerous. So they're definitely going to be a team we want to look out for uh, heading into the season. But for this game, uh, kind of the one guy I'm focusing in on is Anthony Edwards at 4,700. Uh, it's just a great spot to showcase him, uh, why they took him number one. Um, again, kind of as, as we've been saying all podcast, he's a rookie without very with very little prep time, playing time. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's you know mid twenty, mid to upper twenties, maybe even hits that thirty minute mark. Um, just for forty seven hundred, just the way he profiles as a player, he's going to be a guy who puts up a lot of shots. So I he's he's my play. He he does fill a small forward spot, which um, we're definitely looking for with so yeah. many guards on this slate. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> one second. Uh, yeah, and, and and if you want to highlight how good this team, uh, they were the fastest pace in the league last year. They are only expecting to play faster. The, the Wolves and they shot in the top three of and threes, free throws, a lot of very. Friendly DFS friendly fantasy friendly stats are attributed to this this team, uh, so there's going to be a lot of good good things to come out there. And I think, like you said, I think they wanted they they drafted Edwards, even though they had they traded for Rubio. They have Russell. Uh, they just signed Beasley. I think they want to showcase him right out of the gate. Yep. Let's jump on to uh, the Denver Nuggets versus the Golden State Warriors. Two uh, very high teams in here uh, for the injury report. We have Will Barton. I have him as doubtful. I don't think he's going to. He just got, he's just like doing contact work. I doubt he's playing. Uh, James Wiseman and, and Draymond Green, I, I don't think they're going to play too. They just got back to practice. 
Uh, so they shouldn't even be playing. And if they do, they're going to see minutes in the in the single digits. Um, so let's start off with the the Nuggets, and they they made a deep playoff run and they played a lot of of games in that bubble. Uh, so yeah. to to me, I think they're going to play all their. They have so much depth; they're going to be playing a lot of depth here. Um, but what is your take with this Nuggets team? Yeah, I, I think you said it. I it would. It wouldn't be surprising at all if the starters only played the first half and then they just turned it over to some of their younger guys on the bench, you know, like a PJ Dozier or a Bull Bull, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> with Jokic, um, again, we're looking for raw points. And, you know, there if he does end up playing the whole game and he gets to that 20, 22-minute mark, you know, he's he's definitely capable of putting up a massive game. But I just I, I think there's better better spend spots than Jokic on the slate. Um, you know it it will be it would be different in tournaments to play him over a Giannis or a Luca at the same price point. But um, I just think there's other ways we can be different than playing Jokic, Jokic over those guys. Uh, for me, the the big value is the guy they've kind of been talking up is PJ Dozier. Um, just all the reports out of camp saying he's kind of been one of the He's been the training camp MVP. You know, he he had really really good minutes for them in the bubble and the playoffs. Um, this seems just like an excellent spot for them to kind of turn the team over to him in the second half and let him go. Sort of a situation. Um, so he profiles as one of the be- the best values on the slate. Yep, and, and I'm with you there. Uh, the three people I I listed, you, you said two of them already. PJ Dozier is the first guy I'm I'm on, uh, and it's just because I I don't think they're going to play their their starters the second half. I don't think they're going to play many of the people. Even even a Monte Morris, I don't think is going to see uh, right. too many minutes because all of these guys played a deep playoff run. Uh, so I see RJ Hampton probably plays, but I'm not really looking at him. I'm I would target PJ Dozier for the reasons you said. Uh, Bull Bull for the reasons of seeing extended minutes and what he did in the last time we had a the, the practices before the bubble those those uh preseason bubble games he was going right. off uh so i like him there he's probably going to get similar run and similar showcase spots at multiple positions uh and then the last guy <clears throat> i'm trying to prepare for for this name here um this first name uh but facundo facundo campaza Campazzo. I think I did it well. Uh, okay, but I, nice. I, th- yeah. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's going to see a, a a good amount of playing time at multiple spots too, both on and off the ball. Um, so those are three guys I'm looking at, but mainly Dozier and then Bull Bull, just because he showed the ability to fill the stat sheet up against other backups uh, last time he played, and I expect the Warriors to play a lot of backups too. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, it's just the best way to approach the team. You know, it, it's just hard to see them playing any of their main guys more than 20 minutes. If that. Yeah. And then with that said, let's jump right into the, um, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors who Kerr already said that Curry's going to play in the 24 minute range. I won't play. I, he's probably not going to pass a full half, which is 24 minutes. Uh, so what do we see here? We don't have Wiseman. We don't have Draymond. We don't have, uh, Thompson, we have Curry for about 24 minutes. Um, I'm probably going to assume that most of these guys, uh, after the injuries they dealt with and seeing Clay Thompson go down, I'm going to say that he's going to be very cautious with his minutes here. Yeah, uh, you know, it's you know Steph's first game back in a long time. Um, he says 24 minutes. It wouldn't surprise me if it was closer to 17 or 18. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's one one of the things where you know maybe you can mix them in in you know larger field tournaments, but you know for smaller tournaments or cash games, you know, I I don't think I would go there with him. Um, just just better ways to spend your money where you don't need to incur that risk and just thinking about it logically, you know, it's why would they rush Steph right back into you know mid twenties, upper twenties minutes? Um, they're just not going to do it. Uh, for me with the Warriors. I'm looking towards kind of the backup big battle, you know, with Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, and uh, Kevin Looney. Um, I think there potentially you could find some value with some of these guys. Um, Chris was a pretty decent fantasy fantasy player last year. He's a little more expensive than I'd like at 5,500, but um, again, you know, if he if he's getting into that 25, 26 minute range you know that's about all we can ask for for a guy who's a really good uh producer fantasy producer um so i think those are probably the three guys i'm looking at on the warriors yeah and i, and I like that i like that call uh especially with two of their starting bigs out uh someone's gonna have to play a a, a decent amount of role there uh so i like those two if i had to throw in one more on top of the two guys you said uh brad wanamaker should see a pretty good chunk with curry probably uh, not playing more than like you said he might play 17 minutes so brad wanamaker might be running this offense uh very extended run and then they might play him together uh, with him for a little bit so he would be another guy i would look at but i would need to see more clarity on what the uh what kerr plans to do before the game starts which we would be checking on before the uh tomorrow yep agreed all right so before we get in this last one, I just want to let everybody know a couple things that we have going on at HoopBall. Um, everybody, uh, quickly, we need to pause the show for this for this announcement, and it's a fun one. Uh, it's it's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff, right? Uh, everyone does. Everyone does. And Aaron, what do you know what the free stuff is? I actually don't. I don't think I do. All right. Well, it's the Bruise Letter because the Bruise Letter is back, and it's back. It's fresh and we, it's for the 2020-2021 NBA season, uh, and the Bruce letter is from our founder, Aaron Bruski. It's a writing email newsletter that's filled with the most intimate fantasy nuggets that you can imagine. Uh, it's exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else, and it's not on the website, guys. It's not on any podcast. It's not on any social media. It's only in the email newsletter, uh, and you can sign up to get this for free. Again, for free. Uh, just go to the the bit.ly slash news bre- uh, <laughs> bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 20 seconds. Uh, again, the site is, is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and Aaron Bruski straight to your inbox and enjoy. Uh, again, it's free and you're not going to find this anywhere else, but this newsletter. And uh, one more, the fantasy pass guys. And this is where, you can connect with us on Discord and, and a bunch of other different things, all our articles, whatnot. Um, Hoopball is a great website, guys, but and we all love content, uh, and we love the content that exists, but Hoopball needs to keep the lights on. So for a few weeks every year, we sell stuff, uh, and this year the best deal in fantasy here, is here at Hoopball, and it's called the Fantasy Pass. It's just $4.99 a month, and it gets you the entire draft guide, the Brewski 150, our DFS Pass, and all in-season fantasy tools. Uh, only for $4.99, all that stuff. So cook yourself a dinner tonight inside of ordering delivery, and you can afford the Fantasy Pass for a half a year. Uh, so please do check it out. Head to hoopball.com, uh, hoopball-.com 
I forgot about uh, the, the dash in there. That always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. And if you wanted just the DFS Pass, $2 per month. $2. <laughs> For a measly $2, you can get everything the DFS team has to offer. But for an extra 3 you get everything with the Fantasy Pass as well. Uh, can't miss stuff, guys. Um, but now now that we're done with that, let's jump into this last game before we head on out of here. Uh, and this one might be a quicker one. We have the last game that starts at 9 p.m. That is the Phoenix Suns versus the Utah Jazz, the new-look Phoenix Suns. Uh, we have Jamison Crowder, or oh, Jamison, I'm thinking of NFL right there. <laughs> Jay <laughs> Crowder as doubtful. Um, and I heard two nuggets today that uh, Booker and Aiton are going to play approximately 18 minutes they shouldn't be playing more than 20 minutes so that's going to be a big shift in what we do with the suns and for the jazz bogdanovich is thinks he's going to be ready for the start of the season but he will not be playing tomorrow they haven't ruled him out but i can't imagine and Shaq harrison said he hurt his wrist and he should be back soon but he's not going to be playing as well uh let's start with the suns and uh let's start with the the jazz and go back to that big news later because booker and eight in his huge news um what are you thinking about the jazz uh for me it's one of the teams that i don't think uh out of all the teams that made the playoffs i don't think they're going to be ones to rest them. And that's just a hunch that they're going to be playing their guys similarly normal. Obviously a, a little, everybody's going to be playing a little less than usual, but I see Mitchell and, and Gobert uh, playing a good amount of minutes. And, and I kind of like them here. I think if, if one of the teams is going to play their guys closer to 30, that made the bubble. Uh, this is the team that I think might be playing 30, 31 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and especially because just the way their team is constructed, they don't really have, any like developmental guys like you know the <laughs> yeah. nugget, you know like the nuggets in contrast you know they have you know three or four young guys on at the end of their bench that you know they that can soak up you know most of the fourth quarter minutes mm-hmm. you know with the jazz it's like you know gorgeous young uh jo- you know morgan um they just Brandley. drafted uh, right, right they just drafted right. azabuki their center yeah um I mean, just really nothing they have invested in young guys. So I think that's a good call. You know, I don't think they're, they, they, nobody's going to get overly extended. But, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell at 7300 he's a really good price discount from a lot of the other team studs. So you're getting a, a pretty big price gap between him and everyone else. And if you think he gets to, you know, 30, 30 you know, around 30 minutes, you know, there, there can be an edge there, I think, for sure. Yeah. And um, is there anybody else besides those two guys that you'd be looking at on the Jazz? To me, it's not really uh, – right now, I'm just not looking really at the Jazz besides those two because I think they're going to play a decent amount. Um, but how about yourself? No, just – I think there's there's better spots to go. Um, yeah. I'm not – I'm not – you know, Clarkson at 4,600 you know, is a decent – you know, if he gets 20 minutes, he can put up 20 shots in 20 minutes, kind of a deal. But I, I, I think there's just better better spots we can look. Yeah, and I I like Clarkson at 4,600 if this was a regular season game, uh, more so. But not in the, in the preseason, there's so much value out there that I don't really need it, per se. Because right. he, he's part of, he's a crucial part of the rotation. So the, uh, he's probably not going to play... If they do tend to rest people, he's probably going to be one that gets rested as well. Agreed. 
How about this uh, this Phoenix Suns team that we know Booker and Aiton probably cap out around 20 or uh, with the coach saying they're going to play about 18 minutes? Have they said anything on Chris Paul or not quite? That I haven't heard anything yet on Chris Paul, but I'm going to assume that he's either sitting out or in the same amount of treatment, that they're not right. going to be playing him too much. But uh, they haven't. They just said Booker and Aiton right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't imagine he's more, very much more <laughs> than, than those guys. That'd be a little strange. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah, I mean, two guys who really stood out, their price tags were guys, really key contributors in the bubble for them. Um, you know, Cam Johnson at 4,500 and Mikhail Bridges at 4,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys were both playing really, really big minutes in the bubble. Um, they're going to be, they're two young guys. They're two of the younger guys on the team. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Phoenix really takes this opportunity to say, you know, you, you guys run the second half and you kind of offense front see those two guys. And, um, you know, they, they end up with really decently high usage for, you know, maybe 27, 28 minutes a game for, for this game. Um, so those two guys really, really stood out as kind of prime value plays just, knowing that we can expect a real role for them and they're kind of priced with, you know, all the, the new rookies and um, guys we really aren't sure on with, within the rest of the slate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you too. Those are the two main guys that I'm looking at on this team. Uh, Just, we're expecting the two highest usage guys to play 18 minutes. Uh, Jay Crowder's questionable. He's going to be their starting power forward. And Chris Paul, there's going to be news before the game start on Chris Paul, whether he's playing or playing uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, so definitely Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are going to get some, some good run here. Um, and there's got to be someone else down low that, that gets the minutes. Maybe they split it between Damian Jones and, and their draft pick and Jalen uh, Smith. But I kind of like the Jalen Smith upside. Maybe they just throw him to the fire with uh, 25 minutes or so. With, yeah, with eight with eight sure. and sitting out and Crowder possibly sitting out, uh, Sarek's a veteran. He doesn't need too much time. Somebody's got to soak up those front court minutes. And uh, if we get news on if it's going to be Jalen Smith, first man off the bench, or uh, Damian Jones, I don't mind that those plays there either. Yeah, I think um, J- and Jalen Smith does come with power forward and center eligibility, which you know kind of has if. Hopefully our listeners have caught on. We've been talking a lot about power <laughs> four, point guards, shooting guards, and centers. Mm-hmm. So anytime you can get you know a power forward or a wing on the slate, you know it's probably going to be a pretty good value. Yep, definitely agree with that one. Uh, the multiple eligibility of players is very good and something that only DraftKings lets you do because FanDuel is not not apt to letting uh, people have multiple eligibilities. <laughs> <laughs> all right man uh, so that would be it for our nice game slate or we're going to tend to cut these down shorter as we go this was our first one back and it was i'm excited to start talking basketball again i know it's the second day of the preseason um, but i'm excited to get this going and less than two weeks we will be talking on a live podcast uh, for live basketball Whoa, that's uh, I mean, not live. I said live basketball. I'm so excited yeah. about it. Uh, the start of the regular season basketball because this is still live basketball, but uh, basketball that matters and counts in the record books and the stands. Uh, this is going to be exciting. 
Uh, do you have? Do you want to say anything before we we head on out of here um, about about this show and about moving forward? Uh, yeah, I think the big thing I was really excited about to see was that we added the Discord uh, this season to you know so we can talk easier with listeners and people who subscribe to you know our content. And for me, that was really the big leap I took was I got involved with different Discords on different sites and started you know chatting with a few people and, you know, guys who I have a similar, you know, uh, mindset with and guys, guys who I still work with today to build lineups and work through the slate. Um, and that's, it's just really elevated my game. It's probably become my most valuable tool in terms of DFS building and process and, um, just overall analyzing the slate is just working with other people. So I'd really encourage, you know, I'd really encourage everyone to get involved with the Discord because we all plan to be in there quite a bit answering questions and, you know, interacting with you guys and, you know, helping you build through different tournament teams. And um, uh, I think that's one of the most valuable tools you can have when you subscribe to a, a content website. So I think the Discord is definitely something I'm excited about and am looking forward to interacting with everybody a little bit on a closer basis. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be in the hour before tip off. Uh, so we're going to be giving you guys our news and tidbits uh, while we want to also be changing our lineups, but we're going to be giving that attention to you guys, uh, which is awesome. And also with that discord, that's going to be seven days a week and that should be starting uh, next week, but definitely by the regular season. Uh, we also will be one of us who are on the Discord at any given time at, on a day uh, during that one hour before tip, we're going to be jumping on a live live podcast, uh, video podcast that Hoopball is putting up on their on their site, uh, the TV site, and we're going to be talking about the quick questions, quick hitters that uh, that are coming in, who we like, who we don't. Um, five ten minutes on there, and then we'll be also on the Discord. Other other guys are on the Discord, so. We're definitely going to be coming at you with a, a lot of different and, and exciting new content this year, uh, along with seven days of layup lines. Last last year we were doing the layup lines only in the weekdays, but we're now doing it on the, the weekends as well. And then, as always, our seven days of podcasts. So uh, there's a lot of content to go around. We're not cutting any, making any shortcuts, cutting any corners here. Uh, we're trying to give you guys the best edges possible and and be there for you every step of the way uh and i know aaron tonight he's going to be writing uh you guys an article for tomorrow's tomorrow's uh website he's gonna be doing the layup line and i love this layup lines last year and i'm excited to uh, continue reading that um and yeah it's going to be a fun season guys uh get ready for some basketball awesome uh, so before we go, I want to thank everybody for joining us. And on behalf of Hoopball, I'm Santino Cocone. Uh, Aaron Asmus, you want to tell them where they can find you on Twitter or anywhere on social media, et cetera? Yeah, I'm at Asmus Sports, A-S-M-U-S-S-P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. Awesome, and I'm at my name. So we will see you guys uh, around and on the Discord for the most part. Have a good one. And tomorrow, Mike Apatra will be making his... 2020-2021 season debut on the podcast. Uh, good luck and hope that there's not too many crazy things that change during tip-off time. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.